Welcome to EQ2 LFG, the unofficial EverQuest 2 podcast where we take a look at the world of Norath from the player's perspective. News and updates, strats and secrets, bugs and bonuses. It's all right here, right now. Welcome back everybody to EQ2 LFG. I'm Trin and I'm here with Marina. Hiya! And today we're going to talk about bag content. The time of this recording is during the Kunark Ascending expansion. So what we do is we kind of try to focus on more end game content. So when we talk about bag contents, it's what you should have in your bag if you're doing the end game content. We're going to go over some of the items that we think will be really helpful that everybody should have in their bag when they're soloing or when they're doing heroics with groups and especially if you're raiding. You definitely need this stuff if you're raiding. All right, Marina, you wanted to go over some things that are really helpful no matter what level you are and they have to do with heritage quests. Oh, absolutely. The, some of the items that you get from the Heritage Quest, even early on, later on, they're still very, very useful. And two of the Heritage Quests, I think, that never go out of style, you never find no need for them, are the Stilettos Orders Intercepted for the Mana Stone and Haddon's Earrings, which gives you the Fishbone Earring, which is water breathing. Those two Heritage Quests right there, I think, is a must-do for anybody that's out there and, and needs either a little bump of mana, which is the Stilettos Orders, or the fishbone earring, which gives you, you put it on, you click it, you get a 12-hour water breathing. Because you never know when you're going to end up underwater sometime, someplace, somewhere. And it's nice to have that. Absolutely. Put it, on, put it on, click it, take it off, forget about it for 12 hours. Yes. So those are two things that absolutely should be in your bag. Now, if you don't have the ability to do those, if you don't want to spend the time or whatever, you can go ahead and buy items that will give you water breathing and that will give you power. We're going to go into those items as well. Uh, we'll start out with totems. Now, there are a lot of different types of totems, and totems are made, they're player-made, and they are considered charm items, but you don't have to necessarily have them in your charm slot to be able to use the proc on them. You can use the totem without having it equipped. So we've got a few different kinds of totems, and Marina's going to talk about the names and what they do. There are several types of totems. Um, there's a run speed totem at the end game. You should be using the deadly saber tooth totem. That gives you a nice run speed. Also carry into your bags should be an evac totem. If you don't have the capability of evacuating, you should have totem of escape in there. This is my opinion. You should have in there a health regen totem if you're not using potions of regen, but we're talking about totems. There's a, a, a small heal totem that as you're fighting called totem of the succulent that will give you will give you small bits of health back. I mean, when you're talking about 4 million, 5 million hit points, it's not a whole lot, but it still helps. You might find yourself in a situation where you can invis to get through something, and so you use the totem of the void to get through. I always carry, even though my characters can invis, well, some of them can, I try to carry totems of the void or some kind of invis totem that I can pass to somebody else if we need to invis through something. So invis totems, they're always nice to have. Totems of escape that you can pass off to other people. Water breathing totems in case they don't have that hat and earring or the fish scale. There are totems that will heal you out of combat or power regen you out of combat, but there's also totems that will give you a small heal as you're fighting. It also puts kind of like a thorn coat on you so that as you're being hit, as you're fighting that you want like a small heal to come back, it's called Totem of the Succulent. And from what I can tell, it starts at level one. You can use that right off the bat. And Totem of the Succulent is like if it's hitting the mob, when you hit the mob and it's hitting you, it's doing like 300 points of damage roughly, a little bit more, 300 to 350 points of damage 
or in that ballpark, but it's also healing you back for about 300 points of damage. So at level one, that mob hits you and does 300 points of damage, which you, that's probably all the hit points you have. It's like right back you go with your hit points if you don't die. and then you have run speed totems at level 15 you can start using spirit totem of the wolf and it will stack with your mount speed because you should be at that point if you're doing the quest line as you're going along you should be doing your mount quest as well and those will stack there are like we said heal totems there are spirit totems of the frog beetle bear that gives you out of combat health regeneration and the same thing for power regen potions. When you go look at the broker, you see all these nice little totems like spirit totem of the, and all these totems start showing up. There are invis totems. There are water breathing totems. I think everybody should carry some, at least a dozen of those in your bags at all. You should have one bag dedicated to potions and totems and all these little good things that are very handy when you're out there soloing by yourself. All right. So another thing that everybody should have in their bags is a set of potions. There's different types of potions, all different kinds. You've got potions that do multiples of different things, whether it is giving you some sort of buff or healing you. It can give you resist. It can ward you. It can give you power. Power. Power is a big one. Power. It can bump your stats up your primary stats. It can buff up your primary stats. So depending on what you're wanting to do, when you look at the broker and you start looking under potions and stuff, the one thing to remember, the general rule of thumb is you can't run, like if the potion is green, you can't run two green potions at the same time. You have to pick between one or the other. Same thing with the purple potions. You can only run one or the other. You can't run them both at the same time. Now by green and purple, do you are you talking about resist or are you talking about that stat the stat the the green ones usually go bump your stats up like potion of constitution or potion of intellect or potion of fortitude those will bump your stats either your resist or your your primary stat or your mitigation or your health but if you go for constitution say you can't run constitution and agility at the same time you have to pick one or the other because they're both green potions now you can run a blue potion at the same time that you're running a green potion so something that gives you out of combat health regeneration you can stack on top of something that gives you more wisdom or more intellect or more agility correct okay one of the things that when we went in, I went into game to double check to make sure was from the currency merchant, either in Thalumbra or in Nysalona, you can buy these potions called Bulwark of Arcane Resist or Bulwark of Noxious or Elemental Resist. You can buy either the Bulwarks or the Extended, and those will give you one hour or four hours, depending on which one you pick, of a specific resist. And then um, you can also go and purchase from the broker or make it yourself a a reprieve potion that stacks with this bulwark that gives you a ward that lasts for 12 hours and it stacks and it'll give you at level 100, the, uh, the arcane reprieve when it's activated lasts for an hour and it wards you for 110,550 points of whichever damage you want to resist against, uh, arcane or elemental or noxious. So you can use the bulwark, which is a yellow potion, and you can use the reprieve, which is a blue potion or purple potion, depending on 
how your eyes see things. <laughs> I see purple. <laughs> that gives you that ward. So that's pretty nifty. I didn't realize they stacked. I went in and checked, and they absolutely stack. Now, these potions are that you said the player-made potions, those are made by alchemists only? Uh, I believe so. So you've got your resist potions, and then you also have what's called remedies. So if you're you're in a zone and you're playing and you get some sort of, say, noxious on you. And so then you would use your noxious remedy, not the reprieve, the remedy, to take that off. And if you look, when you buy your potions and you know what you're going up against, you want to make sure that the remedy that you buy is actually... If not equal to, it needs to be a little bit higher than the, the level of the mobs that you're, you're fighting so that they actually work and they're effective. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a group. <laughs> so he says, I'm clicking my potion and it's not working. I'm clicking my remedy and it's not working. And you ask them, well, what level is your remedy? And they start looking and, oh, my gosh, we're fighting we're like fighting mobs that are level, you know, 105, a level 108. And they're sitting in there with tier seven remedies that will not touch the detriment that's on them. So you need to make sure that you keep your potions always, always, always current at the current level. Exactly. And that's a true story. Yeah. <laughs> so for me personally, for the longest time, I was purchasing the elixir of Barak, I think it's called. It's I think it's spelled B-A-R apostrophe A-C-H or something near that. And that was on the shores of the Phantom Sea. There was a merchant there. And he would take the Farsi's Farin. That's what I would have to use to purchase that, the, the currency of that expansion. And I was buying that elixir because it gives you multiple different kinds of stats, including potency. Potency was one of the things that I was going for at, at that time. And then I realized it gives you a whole bunch of stats. And then I decided that I didn't need all the excess stats. I wanted to go for just a little more basic potency. So... Uh, my husband actually found the Bloody Tooth Elixir of Intellect, and that gives you 39% to potency. It only lasts for 30 minutes. It can be made by an alchemist, and it is made with the rare component, the shitty leaf or whatever that leaf is. And so you have to have that. Each leaf makes 10, I believe, so each leaf is worth about three hours of potion to you. If you can get a few of those, get some stacks of it, it is a nice little potency buff, and this expansion seems to be very potency heavy. Yeah, potency, potency, potency. I mean, crit bonus is good, crit chance is good, but boy, is it all about potency this time around. And everybody I know is struggling. Well, a couple of people I know are not, but almost everybody I know is struggling to get their potency up so they can get their DPS up because, of course, as we all know, auto attack is no longer the king. It's all about potency and getting your spell damage and your weapon damage and your combat art damage up, not your auto attack. With this expansion, as a bard, I got a really nice surprise. I was I was absolutely flabbergasted um, because all along, scouts as a whole have this whole array of poisons and debuffs that they can put on their weapons and cast. And for the longest time, you know, since the start of this game, bards have not been able to use 
any kind of poison, any kind of debuff on their weapons. It's just a, you can't do it, sorry. You're not a true scout. You're just, you know, a little buff bot, if you will. And so with this expansion, one of my guildmates and someone I raid with, he says, well, are you using these things? And I said, what things? And he handed me a stack of three different kinds of potion. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can actually use these. We get, as a bard, with this expansion at level 100, this is for dirges and troops, expert warding ebb, which lasts for 12 hours or 100 triggers, and that is a debuff that increases elemental noxious and arcane damage done to the target. We get acidic blast, which on a combat hit will trigger a proc on them that increases physical damage done to the target by 1.43%, and that's again 100 triggers. And the last one is marked target, which triggers about three times a minute. This is huge for this expansion. It decreases the combat mitigation of the target by 10.92, and that's 100 triggers. And so for bards, we get these debuffs that go on, you know, that we click and use just like a poison. I don't know about other bards, but for me, that was like, hey, we're finally a scout. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) We could actually use a poison instead of being told, oh, no, 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 no. You mustn't touch. I'm going to definitely have to check that out on my Troubadour. I don't really play her all that often, um, and I haven't really worked on her aggressively this expansion. She does have enough gear on to make her able to stay alive in a lot of zones, but she doesn't do any DPS, so I think that those might really help. Oh, I I think they do. And if nothing else, it just the marked target, which decreases the mitigation, which is huge because everything needs to have their de- mitigation decreased. I think that is just a huge, huge, huge thing. And I was really excited about that. So whenever Deb decided to give bards a little bit of loving in that direction, <laughs> we really thank you. <laughs> yes. Those were kisses from Marina. <laughs> yes. I, I'm, that made me so happy. You have no clue. <laughs> okay, so a couple more things that we think that you need in your bags. In our next episode, we're going to go over different types of mana stones and the power potions, which ones are the best. We're also going to go over scrolls and how scrolls are applied and what those exactly do. For more information about our show, visit our website at www.eq2lfg.com. You can also check us out on Twitter and Facebook. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.